Hello again, it's Pete Pomisano on Off Road, a Road Less Traveled Productions podcast. Yes, Road Less Traveled sponsors this podcast. Uh, they got me the equipment, they set me up, they asked me to do it, and I said yes, because as my brother is fond of saying, what the hell else do you have to do with yourself? So that's what I'm doing here is doing a podcast, and apparently it's catching on. I've heard that there have been quite a few downloads, and now we're available on Apple, I- Apple iTunes, which is great. And apparently people are liking it. And I thank you for your support and your downloads. And I thank you for listening and uh, giving it a shot. As I said before, this is not necessarily meant to be a promotional vehicle for Road Less Traveled Productions. But they asked me to do it and I'm thankful that they did because I'm actually starting to really enjoy myself. And I try to interview people I think are interesting, at least people I think are interesting, people who have something that they have to say. And this week, I sort of indulged myself because I've wanted to speak to this lady for a long time. I haven't seen her in many, many years, but she was one of my favorite people in Buffalo Theater. And her name is Diane Konkin. She is a great stage manager. I first met her maybe 15 years ago. I know it was 15 years ago. And she's no longer part of the Buffalo Theater community because she's part of the Shaw Festival Theater community. And Diane is one of the stage managers who works at the Shaw Festival every year. And she's worked at several other places that we'll talk about during the podcast. But Diane was, well, first of all, Diane was my stage manager. That's when I first met her over at the ICTC for Private Lives. And that was uh, memorable for me because I was having a heart attack in the middle of the rehearsal schedule. And I ended up calling Diane and saying, hey, I'm not sure if I can make it tonight. Anyway, the thing about Diane that impressed me was that this was probably the first time I had an awakening of how important stage managers are to the success of a show. Don't get me wrong, I've had some great stage managers in my Buffalo career. I'm not sure if anybody who's not in theater understands or appreciates how good stage managers have to be and how important they are to making the show successful. But Diane was the first person I remember saying to myself, wow, it's great that she is so good at this job, that she is so efficient and communicates so well. And since then, I've had a lot of great stage managers. As I said, I've been very lucky. But eh, let's face it, I've been very lucky throughout my entire so-called career in theater. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Diane Konkin as we discuss her career, her life, and the uh, super value of a great stage manager. Here on Off Road. Welcome to Diane Conkin. This is Off Road, Road Less Traveled Productions. Um, And uh, the first (laughs) reason I, I wanted you here was because eventually I want to talk about the importance of what you do. Oh, my gosh. And and I could get some of the stage managers around here, I'm sure. Sure. There's but this a way, lot of good ones, for sure. Yeah, there are a lot of good ones. And every, yeah. honestly, I have had such luck with great stage managers in my entire quote-unquote awesome. career. Well, because you've worked in Buffalo a lot, that's why. So you mean if I get out of, <laughs> if I get out of Buffalo, there'd be a lot of crappy stage. Well, managers. when I first started working at Irish, 
um, Kathleen Betzkoyel used to say, where did you come from? You well, know, that, like, those are the questions I want to ask you. Where did yeah. you come from? For originally? Oh my gosh. I usually don't tell very many people this, but I'm from, uh, well, I say small town, 80,000 people, Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. I looked that up. That's yeah. right. I have it right there. It's right on the border of Northern Michigan. So there's a Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. Oh, okay. And across the river, there's a Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. So I was born and raised there. And, um, you know, did the normal kid stuff. I don't know if anybody cares about this. Well, no. Well, it's 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 all fascinating to me because oh, okay. I, I, you know, when we first met was 15 years ago, the year of the heart that, attack. Oh, oh that's it, right. Remember that? Yeah, and, um, Peter calls me before he calls his wife to tell, to tell me he's in the back of an ambulance on his way to the hospital. Well, like, to be oh fair, God. I was divorced at that point. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. You were the most important woman in my life at that moment, for sure. And, and the funny part of it was when I'm in the doctor's office and they tell me that they're going to rush me to the emergency room. Right. And I thought they were crazy because I didn't feel any heart attack symptoms. But I, I said, can you get my phone out of the car? I have to make some calls. And the first person I called was my pr principal at school saying, right. I guess I'm not coming in later on. I yeah. thought I'd be in, in a half day. And the second person I called was you because I wasn't sure I wanted to call my daughter uh, because I said, this, I don't want to get her nervous. She's yeah. way the heck down in Plus she Tennessee. won't let me off the phone. It won't be a quick call. <laughs> Diane will be a quick call. <laughs> Diane will be a quick call. And, and I don't remember what your response was, but it was something like, who is this? <laughs> no, no, I'm sure that was. Anyway, we, we're off on a tangent. We didn't talk about that. So yeah, that's the first. So time the first met. time it was. Now, had you been at the Irish Classical before that? Uh, uh yeah. When and did how did I that even happen? There, how did they pull down this pro from Canada to, uh, uh, to work? I started there. When did I start? When did I start there? To 1999, I think was my first year. And I was there for six and a half seasons. Holy cow! Um, and, and you actually, did every show. Yeah, now they sort of I did but... all of them until the final season, mm -hmm. and then Michelle took over. And Michelle was kind of doing, um, like we were kind of going back and forth on shows, and then um, she just took over the whole season because I couldn't mm -hmm. commit to the whole season. So, um, but yeah, I was in the. I I got off the road. I was touring for many years, mm -hmm. and uh, my um, general manager said to me, "Oh, guess what? We get to go back to Taiwan again." And I went, Taiwan again? Like, those words came out of my mouth, like, not even consciously. And I heard myself say that. And I was like, okay, it's time to get off the road. Like, it's just, it's really time to get off the road. So then... When you asked that question. Yeah. And so I kind of didn't know what I was going to do because I wasn't in Toronto. I was based in Niagara Falls. And, like, I owned my home there. I was in my relationship there and everything. And I thought, okay, well, what am I going to do? So I took a, I took a six-month course on corporate events and uh, uh, hotel, no, meeting planning and corporate special events or something, which was great. Um, and then I, I clicked in with a film festival uh, retro Film Festival, Niagara Film Festival, and um, I ran that for a couple of years before it kind of went under because it was too big, too fast. Mm. Um, we all know what happens when that happens. <laughs> and uh, then I thought, okay, now what do I do? And I lo was looking in the back of an Art Voice paper, and I saw Production Stage Manager Wanted. No kidding. But also, Irish was looking for 
a marketing director and a planning director and a general manager. And like they had a whole. And had you been stu- had you I, been to not, school for all of this? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, and I we sort I of went jumped to, over your education. Yeah, I went to university for for theater, mm-hmm. and I stage managed in Toronto. No, in St. Catharines. That's how I ended up in Niagara area. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I went to Brock University, and I did both. I did acting and uh, production. And when I graduated, I was like, okay, well, now what? I want a paycheck, so I'm going into production. <laughs> yes, Plus, I love stage managing as yeah. well. Like, it was just, it's like some careers are just um, succinct with your personality, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, and all stage managers will tell you, like, you know, if it's, if they, if they're good at the job, it usually comes kind of easily mm-hmm. to them. It's just a good communicator and there's a, a good there's, problem there solver. There are so and, many skills involved and a good yeah. communicator is... And just you're one step ahead. Like, you just have to think ahead a little bit. But if like that all came naturally to me, like even as a kid, because I had an older brother and a younger brother. So I was always the peacekeeper, right? <laughs> so trying to keep peace in the house and trying to sort of keep everything organized. And it's just, it's a skill that, you know, came naturally and I developed it. So, so yeah, I went to university for that. And then when I saw this article or this wanted ad in the back of the art voice, I thought, Oh, what the hell I'll call it. Had you been, had you been working theaters at all before that? Uh, well, I had been like a handful on and off, like in between my touring season. Um, like I was working summer theater a lot. My touring season was September to May. And what were you touring with? I was touring with a company that was based out of Niagara on the Lake at the time called Theater Beyond Words. I, and they're, I um, remember them. Yeah, that they title. their bread and butter was the potato people. So we toured, we were we played at Shays for like one show, I, two thousand kids. What the heck is the it's, what is it's a it's a mask. Well, Theater Beyond Words is a mask based theater company so there's no words spoken whatsoever it's all these large white larva masks that originated from switzerland and they took them and they just put them put hair and sort of small features on them you know sometimes curlers or a monocle or whatever performing original material yeah all original it's was it was it children based uh, children it's family yeah children and family oriented and were you you were performing with them no 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 i was stage managing and that's what i toured with them so we toured all over the place like we were well the company toured all over europe all over the world but uh when the during the period i was with them we were in asia three times. So we, the first tour was Hong Kong. I mean, we would sell out at the Taiwan National Performing Arts Center. I imagine that that type of theater, you oh, know, they loved it. In, in, the, in the Asian community. Exactly. Because be... it's the large white masks, mm-hmm. large, like there's um, the only holes in the mask were for eye holes. Okay. And so there was very, and the mask, because they had to fill it with so many foam, so much foam, sort of sat a good... I'm talking to my hands like the radio people can <laughs> can understand. It, the mask sat away from their face, right? Mm-hmm. And the only air that they got into the mask was through the eye holes oh, and dear. underneath the chin. So we had to choreograph it so that they were only on stage for, you know, maybe four or five minutes maximum at a time before they ran off and another character ran on or they just switched places or whatever. So it was wildly popular. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I toured with them. 
took a little bit of time off, did that course. And then, which again, like, I mean, gave me another set of skills, like the special events. I mean, a lot of stage managers will do special and corporate events on the side. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same skill set. It's just like project management for an event or for something performing. Um, Well, there's the planning and the organ. We're we're on a different topic, but there's the planning and the organizing, and then the communicating. We'll get to that shortly. But but to go back to the Art Voice ad. Yeah. So I ran the (laughs) film festival. That went under, and then I saw the Art Voice ad. So I called Irish, and uh, I talked to Vincent, Mm -hmm. and he was very. um, He was open, but surprised that I called him, and then uh, I had an interview with him and Chris at. Spot Coffee, I think. Or, that sounds like a good interview place. Or, or maybe it was, no, it was right across the street from the theater, whatever it used to be there years ago. That was in 99, and like the summer of 99. Mm-hmm. That was before the new theater, or was that? Uh, I don't remember. No, it was in there. Was they the were just, th- no, no. They were just they, moving into the were, new theater. They were, had been in the new theater for, I think, a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. And they interviewed me for an hour, and the questions were like, crazy. Like, awesome not crazy awesome <laughs> yes. like what books do you read and that kind of stuff you know they like, wanted to know you as a person they just wanted to, to make sure I was a good fit which mm-hmm. I really respected mm-hmm. I, I thought that was great so um I got a call from him he said I'd love to to have you down and he said we're gonna get the, we've got a lawyer on our board we're gonna try to figure out how to apply for your visa and uh it was yeah that was history. Did you have to, were you a member of some kind of a Canadian union that you had to deal with? Uh, no, I, well, I was a member of Canadian Actors Equity Association, and then I thought it would be easier to get my visa if I was a member of American Actors Equity. Okay. So I just called them up and I said, I'm a member of Canadian and I want to work in Buffalo. And, and they said, we'll take your money. Well, not <laughs> not right away. They said, that, first of all, they said, you, pe- you people meaning Canadians. Oh, you people. Yep. I got the you people thing. <laughs> Canadians are... Are taking over Broadway. So I was like, yeah, but this is Buffalo. And right now I'm the only equity stage manager in town. And I, you know, I said, I would love to work because I'm close by if I, you know, if I can give you money and, you know, just be an automatic member because I'm Canadian, then great. She'd be like, hang on a second. So I was, she put me on hold for like seven seconds and she's like, okay, we'll do it. Let me talk to my boss. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. So then I was a member since then. And then you did how many seasons there? Six. Six and then I like a half. Like I think I did one show in the seventh season. Mm-hmm. And then did, and from there, did you move on? Well, why did you leave is, is a better question. Oh, I was, it was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make. I loved the Irish. Mm-hmm. Like they were my second home. It was my family. And were you like, still living in Niagara? Yeah, I still live. So you, you I still live in the same house. Yeah, it would t- it took me literally like seventeen minutes to get to the border, and then I had a Nexus card, so I would fly through. Great, and, you know. Um, but the, <laughs> I guess the reason I left, it was just time. You know, like I needed more of a challenge. I was still at the point in my career where where I wasn't ready to kind of you know go downhill yet. <laughs> like I still. Yet. I mean, yeah. Like I mean, I wasn't really in that semi-retirement mind space. Oh, yeah. Like, well, you, I needed you more challenges. Back a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like kind of like I am now. <laughs> but I want, I still wanted more challenges. I was still up for, because I thought, well, do I see myself working here? I mean, I was in my early 40s, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I thought, do I see myself working here for another 20 years? Mm. And then at that point also, 
I mean, I was getting paid in American funds and the exchange rate was like 43%. And now, and then like my final year, it was dropping, 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 dropping Mm -hmm. to like 2015, 13%. So it's like, oh, okay. So all of a sudden, yeah. So I thought, okay, well, let me explore my options in Canada. And I, I did leave just because it was time. I mean, I loved them. I always will have a great you know, relationship with them. But it was, it was just time. And Vincent respected that, of course. And, and Brian, because he was my TD the whole time I was there. Were you able to make connections uh, with the Canadian theaters, with, with Shaw Festival oh, and so on? Oh, yeah. First, or did you just blindly say, I'm leaving here and... Let the fates no, I blindly, be what they are. No, I blindly left. It's like when I left touring. Like after four or five years of touring, I, I started to think, okay, well, maybe I'll look for another job. And when I land something, then mm-hmm. let go of this project. But you can't do that in this business, I don't think. You really, or in any life decision, like if you feel strongly about something, you need to you put to that, close that door, the deep end close and, the door yes. before and like, don't open all your door, like close one and then open another mm-hmm. one. Right. And I thought it's just, I'm just going to leave it to fate. And, um, yeah, so I contacted a local company, which was quite close by and it was a small, tiny little dinner theater company, but I thought, Oh, it'll be fun to do like, cause it's close. And yes. so I did that for a couple of years on and off couple of other projects. I don't know. I can't remember. So long ago. And then, um, oh, and then I started, then I connected with a company in Niagara Falls, which is still running now. They're doing shows at the Greg Fruin Theater, um, Linus Hand Productions. And back when he first started, he was doing these large, A-scale, elaborate musicals. So I connected with him for a little while. And then, um, yeah, the Shaw opportunity came up. In 2009 was my first season there. I do, well, there's a department, there's six of us in the department, including my boss. Because there, well, because there are several. Yeah, all stage managers will do two shows. Mm -hmm. Um, So the same as the ensemble members, all the, most of the ensemble members will do two shows. I don't want to say all because some will do one and then there'll be a swing for Mm -hmm. like 14 different parts, Mm -hmm. right? Um, or understudy track, um, but most of the ensemble members will do two shows each. So yeah, so I got my offer for next year. I'm really excited. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm doing uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, <laughs> at the festival stage, and I'm doing Charlie's Aunt with TC at the Royal George. Now, so. uh, well, that brings up the next question mm-hmm. I was going to ask about the different theaters there. Mm-hmm. First of all, when you say you do two shows, yeah. are they at a specific a specific theater? Are you or, or they're just within the entire venue? Yeah. There, they'll say, okay, well, uh, Diane, we want you to do this at the at the uh, at the festival theater mm-hmm. and the other one at the Royal George. Yeah, it's just a it's just a mashup. Like some year, like the last couple of years, I've done both my shows at the Royal at the Royal George, mm-hmm. and actually. Uh, the third year that that happened, I went into the planning director's office and he said, oh, by the way, I have your offer. And he's like, you know, phone call and his phone on his shoulder and papers all over his desk. And he's like, do you want it just now? Hang on. Like, and he pulls out the file and he gives me, he gives me the shows. And I said, oh, those are both at the George. And he said, yeah. And then he looked at me and he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. If I would have realized this would have been your like, like another year with your, both your shows at the George, I would have switched it up. I'm like, no, it's cool. I love the George. It's cool. I was just going to ask you because yeah. the minute you said the George, you, your face lit up <laughs> yeah. as, as if no, 
it's a great. You I mean, if you had a every 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 spaces has a little bit of a different, mm-hmm. you know, like different crew, different resident crew. Like the crews, they used to switch around, but now they kind of keep. And of course, the they're different sizes. And different you're, you're sizes. With, different. But it's the same gig, right? I mean, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like that doesn't t- change the paycheck, right? <laughs> whether I have a cast of twenty five or whether I have a cast of four. So and whether you know. you're dealing with two thousand patrons or exactly. Or well, that's the beauty of it. I don't deal with the patrons. That's, that's <laughs> this true. is why I went into stage management and that's not a good point. general managing or yeah. house managers. I have a deep respect for house managers. Oh, those, those people. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, I could not, you could not pay me enough money to do their job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so so it's, mis- <laughs> it's, it's like a mishmash, whatever. Sometimes it's the same theater, sometimes it's different theaters, it's, it's, as long as it's within the company. So. Yeah. And, and every year you... Well, when you say you get an offer, how does that work? Do, do they say, uh, not just, they're not offering a certain amount of money, are they offering you a, a certain position? They offer, they, they say, this is your offer for 2020. Mm-hmm. It's this show um, at this theater with this director, this show at this theater with this director, and this is how much money we're going to pay you. And then you can say... Well, I never do. I've never negotiated. Some people do. Some mm-hmm. people kind of go, well, you know what? Um, I really would was hoping for this other show okay. because I was, I've been dying to do it. Mm-hmm. So is there any way you can switch up the shows too? And it's all based on seniority, of course. Of like course. there's, I mean, I've been there, this will be my tw- tw- 12th season, 11th season. And, um, I mean, I'm one of the lowest on the totem pole. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, which is why it took me so long to get in there. Because when I was younger, I thought, oh, yeah, someday I'd love to work at Shaw. But every time I applied as an ASM, you know, it's always like, oh, well, turns out we don't need somebody. Or, oh, well, you know, we hired somebody from Toronto. Or, oh, and I thought, okay, well, that's fine. Like, you know, I'll just do whatever comes. Are there other stage managers there who work more than two shows? Or is no. that impossible? No, that's impossible. It just the timing just wouldn't you work can't, out. You can't. Yeah, you can't do it within the crosses. Do you go right be- from one to the next? Uh, you do them at the same time. Oh, so not only <laughs> yeah. is it impossible, but yeah. timing-wise, but physically, you'd be dead. It, well, <laughs> yeah, but not yeah, but it's just not impossible timing-wise. Like there's only two half days, in, oh. like in a day of rehearsal, oh. unless they paid you overtime for five hours every single day, which would be really expensive. <laughs> because when you're at Shaw, I mean, you have to. Your contract could start as early as the second week of February, mm-hmm. and so um, it could go as late as as late as uh, well. Usually the middle of October, thirtieth yeah, of October. October yeah. But then there was the year that we brought uh, Mrs. Warren's profession mm-hmm. to the. What is it well, it's seven ten now. Yes, yes. seven ten. I was going to say studio theater, but that's different now. See, I'm like I'm. You get the yeah, right building. Buffalo's here, but it's just exactly <laughs> right building. So then that contract went to the middle of November, just because of moving the show and touring it and doing the performances that we did here. Uh, you know, I, I hate to interrupt this, but we, we've already talked for 25 minutes. Okay, no, that's fine. Well, but I, I like to keep these things relatively... Yeah. And I, I haven't gotten into... Interesting, relatively interesting. Well, it's the two of us, so how, <laughs> I know, how like, boring oh, could it possibly be? No, this is boring. But, but I really... History. No, I really wanted to talk to you about, about your philosophy of stage management. I think we've sort of gotten into it. I don't think a lot of people... I, I'm hoping... I, I've already had a few people 
uh, contact me saying that they heard the, the previous podcast and there are things in there fascinating that they didn't know about. Mm. And I, I know that all the theater people listening understand fully of course. how their lives are controlled by stage <laughs> managers, as, as they certainly should be. But I, I would like to just sort of briefly, for those who are not theater people, talk about what a stage, the importance and the significance of stage management in the production of a show and how you... You, you touched upon a little earlier about how, you know, there are certain skills you have. And so you, you, you learn about your ability to communicate and your ability to, <laughs> to play, play, the, play the in between the, the, you know. Yeah, I don't like to use the word controlling in stage management. It's like more persuade, being persuasive or, <laughs> yes. No, it's just, it's, it's just, it's essentially for me, it's like, it's setting a tone, right? Like right from day one, like. And now I'm lucky enough to have been at Shaw for a long time where a lot of the, I mean, everybody... The regulars know The you. regulars know me, yeah. And there's obviously new people coming in. But then you want to, like, welcome them because the first year at Shaw can be an intimidating, intimidating for sure. process, especially for somebody right at a school or something. Mm-hmm. And you just want to let them know that, like, what kind of company we are. Like, it's, it's a real welcoming, warm family. Are there other stage managers who have a reputation of being just a tiger and a... You don't have to name names, but... Yeah, but it's a very small department, so... <laughs> but there are other stage managers you've worked with, not personally, like, yeah. in the same show. But I guess what oh, I'm asking I is, would... but are there actors who come in and go... Oh, I wonder what kind of a stage manager I'm going to have. Is she going to bite my head off? No, there's nobody that. No, there's nobody that bites heads off. I mean, (laughs) there's. I mean, I'm more of a softy. I would say than. I mean, and people that know me from Irish for sure can attest to that. Remember, you used to beat me with a stick. I I remember that. Those were the early days. Those were the early days. That's just because you wouldn't buy me a drink after the show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm known for that. It's mostly because I won't won't even go out for a drink. But. no, it's all, it's all a matter of just, um, like I said, setting the right tone, being welcoming, making sure, like, I, I just think if I was an actor coming into a company, whether it's a brand new company or a well-established company or whatever, it's, it's how I would feel mm-hmm. and what I would need to feel more comfortable. So, you know, as a stage manager, I just like to make sure that the actors know I'm accessible. They can text me, email me, whatever they need. I reach out before the first day of rehearsal and say, you know, do you have everything you need? Do you have your script? Do you have, you know, do you have any questions? And the people that have been there for years, you know, generally don't, but new people for sure. And it's just a matter of making sure I'm accessible and that there's no stupid questions. But the, the stage manager almost literally manages just about everything to do with the stage, correct? From rehearsals I mean, you plan rehearsals, you, you, you set times, you, you, you uh, make all the notifications mm. that are necessary. Um, I, no, yeah, normally, but it varies from theater to theater. Well, you have an ASM, I, I assume, in yes. most cases, who you can all give cases. some of the, I don't want to say lesser duties, but I mean, some of the, the less uh, um, managerial type well, things. Well, the ASMs are like gold assistance impeccable yes impeccable it's they i mean without a good asm it makes my job really really hard if you have a good asm that's on top of things then it i literally like don't do anything almost like they do all of the tracking all of the paperwork um 
all of the, well, the tracking and the paperwork alone, like Mm -hmm. between the wardrobe flow and keeping the props list updated and all of the tracking of the props during the show and the wardrobe pieces. And tracking means following where pieces are, even where 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 a a prop goes, where where a person takes his coat off, where it ends up, how we know it's going to be. And so they take care of that, all of that stuff. They do documents. Mm -hmm. They do pages and pages and pages of documents. Oh, what a... (laughs) <laughs> but this this quote from your from your Facebook page that you've oh been making God. shit up since 1983. Yeah, well, it's like what do you I mean? always find that fascinating because I feel personally that I have been <laughs> faking it for the last 50 years. And a lot of people that work in the arts or in a creative industry do, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our joke. I mean, yeah, we know what we're doing, but stage <sighs> managers have to you know, you you don't make stuff up. You Oh yeah, plan we do. things. Oh, you do. Oh, <laughs> no, of well, course let's we get plan into things. the secrets. No, of course we plan things. But like you were, I'm saying, a professional, you know, liar. That's what <laughs> actors are. I just heard that the other day. There but, you, go. you know, so I'm, I'm really yeah. making stuff up. But like I said, it's different at every theater. Like at Shaw, I have. I mean, it's 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 like it's a luxury, really, because the rehearsal schedules are already done. All you have to do is show up with the director and the actors Mm -hmm. and then organize that time slot but I am not I'm not scheduling rehearsals or scheduling crew calls or making up the tech schedule like that's all done whereas I've always done that at every other theater and who does that uh the planning directors that be the creative um is that is that another uh, um position that yeah, there's creative. There's a creative management department. Mm-hmm. Um, the head of the creative management department he makes the schedule for the entire season. Probably because the show there yeah. are so many that that are exactly. interlocked. Exactly. And inter, so yeah, and they, they have, have to have a, s- a single exactly. person who looks at all and, of the shows yeah. and all of the and they have to venues. make sure that if this actor is in this show, mm-hmm. he's not going to have a rehearsal. Um, that's conflicting at the same time. Right? And, then, and of course, I never thought of that, but that makes perfect sense. Right. You'd have to have one and there's, overlord there's, of all of that. Yeah, there's several different crosses. Like we get an email, everybody gets an email saying, if you're in this show, like if this is your primary show, mm-hmm. one of these four shows could be your second show. If you're in this show, one of these four shows could be your second show. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's how the crosses work. Like some shows don't cross and then there's like a certain amount of crosses that do happen and they just have to go through the schedule and make sure that they don't, um, there's no conflict. And then when that's all clear, usually the conflicts that happen are with the understudy rehearsals and, and runs because, um, the understudies are usually cast once the shows are well into rehearsal and, then the creative management department can look and see who's available and who they can make the offer to and all of that. So, yeah, it's it's a complicated weave that I'm really glad I'm not responsible for. I, it sounds really yeah, overwhelming. It is, yeah, and that's so that's just. So, how many shows are we talking about at Shaw Festival, and and how many venues? Uh, well, they closed the courthouse. Mm-hmm. They don't operate at the courthouse anymore, but they put the lunchtime at the George. So there's the George, the festival, and the studio theater now. So mm-hmm. So, um, and uh, I don't, I think there's, I mean, it changes every year, at least 10 or 11, including the studio show, um, uh, roughly, um, the musicals do usually, uh, over, uh, over a hundred performances, including previews, usually 112, 120 to 120 performances, um, 
I, uh, non-musical shows can do, I mean, I think Glass Menagerie, we did like 86 performances out of last season. Um, I also did Sex at the Studio, which was incredible, but uh, it was a bit more of one of the riskier shows and we opened later. Mm -hmm. Um, So we, I think, had more like 50 50 shows or something like that. So That's astonishing. Yeah. The season next year is awesome. And don't ask me to quote all the shows because I don't have them in front of me. <laughs> oh, no, no. That's, I, I would never put yeah. you on that much of a spot. No. Now, oh. tell me who the actors are who you really can't stand. Uh, nobody. <laughs> I swear. Present to, company excluded. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. I swear to God. I mean, there's... It's like... I mean, I won't name names here, but it's like in Buffalo and people would come up to me and say, that person's in your show. Have you worked with them before? Do you know what they're like? And be like, no. But usually when people come to me and say that, they have a problem with that person. I see. But those people like that they were talking about usually turn out to be like my really good friends or I, I have it's great like, respect for them. It's like anything them. else, of course. And it's like And it depends maybe, on how you've treated them. Yeah, exactly. Maybe and I they know were how you treat tyrant people. because they just didn't feel like they were being listened to before or they didn't they were frustrated because they couldn't have access to the things they thought they needed at the time, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, there's no, like they say about kids, there's no bad kids. There's just, I don't know. Oh, no, I absolutely believe How this saying goes. The nurture but, versus nature. Uh, yeah. See, there's no theory. There's no, um, act like difficult actors. I think it's just a matter of, you know, of commu- how you of as a stage communicating manager to nurture them. their. And, and it's, I'm not talking about, about babying them or anything like that. No, no I'm not talking about yeah, t- being treating, condescending. Treating them respectfully and yeah, and, but and find out what they what they want and what they need. And if I can help them with that, great. And if I can't, I'll explain why and say like, how can we fix this? Mm-hmm. You know. So that's don't all you find is. that we actors are just especially needy? And come on, let's get in some trouble here. No. Well, listen. <laughs> if I like. The reason I love supporting actors so much is because if that was my butt that had to go out on stage, mm-hmm. I would want to make sure that I had all of the support I needed and wanted in order for me to feel comfortable on stage and be able to perform to my best ability. If you're not comfortable on stage because you know, you're know you afraid of a fly line coming down on you or you don't know if your prop is going to be set right or mm-hmm. if you, you don't know if your dresser is going to be quick enough in your quick change... like then that's when you start getting irritated and anxious. You get a little anxious. testy, of course. You get anxious yes. because you don't feel like you're being supported that you need to. So the more I can do to facilitate that, the, the better the shows. But people forget, like especially at a, a, a larger company like Shaw, the rehearsal period is a smaller period of the whole entire actual contract. Mm. M- more of my days are spent running the shows yes. than rehearsing them. Yes. And that is my favorite part, to tell you the truth. I mean, the rehearsals are fantastic. Being able to watch the shows come together, being able to watch an actor go on a journey and from where they come from, from their first read through to the first time they're on their feet to the first time it actually they get off book and they start feeling the lines and they start developing the character to where they're at, you know, opening second week, third week. It's incredible to watch. What about the boredom factor when you've seen the show? No. But see, if it was a movie, that would be different. Mm -hmm. But But theater is different every night. It's exactly. It's. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, you know, people. That's debatable for some people. But 
I see tiny little things. And that's my job. And the audience is different, and that yeah. makes the play different. And but it's my job to pay close attention because I have to note the actors if I see something going off, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the one that makes sure that they keep online. And some actors will like some freedom to play around, and some actors want notes every single day. And, my and some directors, I'm sure, tell you, make sure they, this is exact. Well, and others, no, uh, nobody's ever said that to me. Well, I shouldn't say exact. Yeah, that, that's but extreme. With it, or they'll, they'll say, well, watch this, mm-hmm. because this has a tendency right to here, get away from you it. You might need to keep your eye on long term. Mm-hmm. Um, this, you know, can pretty much go crazy, mm-hmm. and I expect it to, and that's okay. <laughs> But the thing is, is that the directors are always accessible. Like if ever I have a question and when I give an actor a note, it's more like opening a dialogue. I, you know, I, I mean, I will give them a note, but I'll also say, does this make sense? I'm happy to talk about it. Yes. You know, if, if it doesn't make sense or if you want more and they're like, no, it's perfect. Or yeah, let's chat because I have a question about that or, mm-hmm. you know, but if, uh, if I ever need to, if I ever need clarification on something, I'll just go back to the director and say, this is happening. And what do you think about this? And this is my instincts. And what is your feeling about it? And then I'll get an email back like same day. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I'm striving for the thing that I'm never going to achieve that, that I get the lines right yeah. every night. And I went, but I go back and look at the script and I say, Oh my God! I never, <laughs> I've never said that line. Why didn't anybody? Why tell didn't me? somebody tell me that I've never, I've never said it this? <laughs> and it's not just, it's not a reading. It's just the, the I never said. Are you sure? Half of the line. You, are you sure somebody never told you, or you just don't I'm, remember? I'm positive that you. I. It, <laughs> you know, I try to get off. Well, I, I don't want to get off the tangent. I, mean, I try to get off book really early, yeah. but unfortunately, that means yeah. that sometimes I, I develop a bad. Mm-hmm habit of saying a line wrong for for two weeks because I haven't looked at the script Uh, listen, Diane. I, I'm going to have to cut out so much of this no, because. No, no. Um, sure. Well, of course. It's but up but to you, all sure. of this is fascinating. I uh, yeah. I really appreciate so much you coming down here, and my I hope pleasure. you find a good place to eat or someplace in Buffalo. Yeah, in, in, no, my pleasure. Like I said, my winters are off. I used to do gigs in Toronto in my winter, and now I'm now I feel like yeah, I'm semi-retired. I'm like eh, I don't want to go to Toronto and work. I'd rather just sit in front of my fireplace with a glass of wine instead. So oh, that sounds so <laughs> exactly, good. Exactly. I, actually, I. I have a couple months off before my next venture, and I'm I'm thinking just in front of the mm-hmm. fire, and I I don't mind the snow. I I, I like just looking out the window and saying mm-hmm. I have nowhere to go. <laughs> well, I started doing events in events uh, in the south. Like I was the last four years, I've been managing talent for a film festival in Sayulita, Mexico. Holy so cow! So it's like that's how I like to spend my winters. I guess. And how long did how long do you spend down there? Uh, two weeks. Yeah. That's a nice little quote unquote, yeah. not really, but sort of a but vacation. I think I actually, I think I might go to the Bahamas next month because there's a film festival there that I have my eye on. So <laughs> as long as I can make it work with accommodation, then good, good. for you, <laughs> Diane Conkin. So cool thank you so you much again. for coming and talking yeah, to me. What a lovely lady Diane Konkin is. A lot of fun. I forgot how much I missed her. But as I said, she was just one of of the many great stage managers I've had. And I hope you learned a little something about her life and about what she's been doing since she left the scene in Buffalo. And I hope you learned a little bit more about uh, what it means to be a stage manager, especially if you're not involved 
in the theater community at all. I mean, once an educator, always an educator. And hey, listen, before we go, I just wanted to spread the word again that uh, Road Less Traveled's next production is called The Antipodes, and it's starring Sean Cullen, an American theater master that Road Less Traveled is bringing into town. Sean Cullen, you'll recognize this man. You've seen him on television. You've seen him in movies. And I guess I am going to be interviewing him in January sometime. So that'll be a treat for me. And we'll put it on the broadcast so you can also enjoy it. But if you get a chance, come on down to Road Less Traveled on January 12th. We'll be talking to Sean Cullen live on that stage, and then we'll edit it down and uh, put it out for podcasts later on. So again, Sean Cullen, here's a guy you uh, probably would recognize if you saw him. Uh, Look him up on IMDb. He's got a great lengthy filmography. And The Antipodes runs uh, January 16th through February 9th. This is an amazing play. I had the opportunity to read it, and it is hilarious and weird and fun. You won't want to miss it. Until next time, this is Pete Pomisano for Off-Road. Off-Road.